You be you and I'll be me, ladies and gentlemen. It's just a matter of style. Welcome to the Football Ramble. We've got Premier League, Serie A and Liga for you buttes. It's Tuesday the 14th of July. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm, I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Ben Donaldson. Sorry, Brassel. <laughs> Oh, we were good there. I was working from a previous <laughs> earlier in the day running order. I am Vitushin Hantaraja. Uh, pleasure, pleasure to meet you all. <laughs> Do you know how rare it is that I actually get that right, Pete? And you just oh, talk sorry, all over bro. It. No, I had no idea. Sorry, mate. Never mind. What you've done is a disgrace. <laughs> um, I'm a disruptor. Yes. That's how I play the game. You are a disruptor indeed. It is the 14th of July, everybody. Mm. One day after Harrison Ford, Craig Bellamy and my birthday. And don't oh, give me that happy belated crap. Pathetic. You all missed out and I'm angry. You've hurt me. How many people have rocked up after the 12 o'clock midnight cut off uh, GMT? Or, um, nobody, nobody uh, has. No, nobody, no one's, no one's, one's on your that. Facebook wall. No, it's no. The, the, the sun is up. The sun is up. Daylight yes. is here. <laughs> You've ruined it. You've missed it for another year. <laughs> Ashley Young did a birthday celebration for you, though, didn't he? I appreciated that very mm. much so. Yeah. We'll get to Ashley Young in a bit. Andy. Lovely. It was we a will. hit. It was a lovely hit. Uh, but let's talk about his former club. Uh, first and uh, foremost, uh, Watford. No, Manchester United. Uh, mm. They drop points. Solskjaer out. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that he couldn't uh, keep it going. Yes, Manchester United, um, they dropped two points, vital points in this sort of cannonball run-esque run uh, for, the, for the, the race for the final two Champions League spots. I say that the cannonball run two was on the other night. Thoroughly enjoyable. <laughs> it Thoroughly. was in the second one. You had the perfect big man, little man combo with Jackie Chan and the guy who played Jaws and James Bond. Right, okay. <laughs> that's, that's one up on Fashionu and Gibson, I would say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite a few up as well. Mm. Uh, you've got uh, a shake who's dishing out all the money. Um, and uh, that doesn't lead us into Manchester City, Andy. No. Uh, before... <laughs> the noisy neighbours, maybe. <laughs> but of course, there is only two Champions League spots left. Realistically, now Liverpool and Man City uh, have got the top two. Uh, a win would have seen Manchester United move into third, but they're now fifth, Peter. Fifth on goal difference. They really didn't match them for intensity yes. or physicality. If... So they were really physical in this match. It was very, very mm. enjoyable to see. They've really sort of turned it around. Should Harry Maguire continue marking Arrowan? <laughs> Sacker at corners. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone has very strong, oh, should you have people on the line? Should you not? Should you uh -huh. have should you be man marking on the corner? I would say yes on the second bit. Yeah. yeah. Um Brendan Rogers, he would have enjoyed Oberfermi's equalizer in the ninety six minute and I've never seen such a sad face as his after Bournemouth versus well, Leicester. I, I didn't enjoy that. He was at all. he was, you know, Sort of two steps away from going mother of God, wasn't he? You know? <laughs> I enjoyed sweet Mary. <laughs> you know. I enjoyed very much uh, Letizia on the telly um, uh, talking about Manchester United being full of confidence and also Southampton full of confidence. Uh, confidence, you can't see it. No, thanks, Matt. You thanks for clearing out. You <laughs> can't see it. It's like the wind. You, just you can't can see, see it. its effects. It was also <laughs> amusing how he was asked by Kelly Cates about. Um, how Obafemi must have felt about scoring at Old Trafford. And he's mm. like, yeah, well, you know, um, normally when you score at Old Trafford, you know, there's, there's, there's loads of booze. And I was thinking, he was the one who scored the Massimo Taibi goal. Yeah. Yes. Wasn't, wasn't he at Old, Old Trafford? So that would be why there were so booze. Massimo <laughs> Taibi, who I have to say, played four games for Manchester United. Mm -hmm. Three of them, he was absolutely terrible. Mm. The other one, he stopped Wimbledon winning at Old Trafford. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a Wimbledon-related <laughs> thing. Yeah. Thanks a million. Yeah. Ramped it up. 
When you said Matt Letizia said there was loads of booze, I thought, well, Matt, they, that was the 90s for you. Uh, <laughs> you know, the dressing rooms after. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a fascinating run in this, uh, this sort of top four business, isn't Man it? Man United-Leicester, like, that's going yeah. to be a big match. Well, it is. Season, isn't it? But that, Leicester will well, be can, so... Can Leicester push it that far? Because, right. you know, I think you look at the remaining fixtures mm. and obviously this will be a boost for Brendan Rodgers, mm -hmm. you would say, to an extent. But on the other hand, I look at those games and where can you see Leicester winning? Mm. Like, I, I suppose They've you could have nothing said, since we came back. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could have said that about Bournemouth two games ago, mm -hmm. I, I suppose. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe this is the moment, I don't want to bring it back to Leicester because obviously the guys spoke about that yesterday. Maybe that shambles of a second half mm -hmm. will shake Leicester into some sort of action. But mm. definitely a surprising boost for for, for, for Leicester, this Southampton getting a great point. And it was interesting talking about, oh, you heard Harry Maguire saying, oh, uh, you know, uh, you, we, we knew that um, Southampton would be dangerous because they were playing with the pressure off and all that. They didn't play like that. No. I, I, they didn't play like it meant nothing. No. They didn't play like it, they were just there to enjoy themselves. They were playing like a team who really enjoys being good again. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm going to try my best to get through this conversation without mentioning well, when the they were 9 nil. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think Le Havre are going to bounce back from being beaten in a friendly game like PSG 9-0? Is that the same thing? Yeah, do, do you know so what? Were they really pleased? Yes, mission accomplished. Do you know what? We were worried at seven. Especially in front of an audience, which isn't particularly common these oh, days. Oh. 4,980 fans at that game. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think you, a lot of teams, they get thrashed by PSG and they go from strength to strength. I think that's normally how it works. It is. I'm yeah. loving your football terminology at the moment. We had the, uh, the corridor of applause or whatever it was, and then you referred to the fans as the audience. Did yeah, I? I like it. Yeah, yeah it's great indie band. Uh, yeah, <laughs> touch showbiz brush. I'm enjoying mm. it. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Ellis Bexter has been absolutely smashing lockdown, <laughs> hasn't she? <laughs> Good old Sophie. But you, you'd sort of say with with Manchester United, certainly outside of uh, certain certain periods in the match, they looked so leggy. Pogba obviously didn't mm. turn in a performance, um, and, uh, and and neither did a lot of his compadres. But um, I, with talk of the league starting again, like 12th of September. When are these players going to get a rest? I know mm. this is a, They've had their rest, this mate. Is a massively squished up um, kind of set of games. Uh, but Manchester United just looked really, really thin and really, really leggy. And I I, I think Euro 2022.0 is the next <laughs> time anyone's going to get a rest after after yeah. their, their, their prospective uh, international teams get knocked out. I feel sorry for them. Well, so let, me, let me get this right. You want the players to have more time off? I'd like the I'd like them to have a little bit more time off between the end of the season and the start of next, especially if they're in okay. European competition. It's, it's a very yeah. very good point. It's like, an excellent like point. next next Thank season. You, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> next season could be like rotten, actually, yeah, yeah. couldn't it? And yeah. I think I think you look at one of the major casualties. It's probably going to be the Nations League because you've already had Hansi Flick and saying he might not let his Bayern players go out for mm -hmm. those those games. Those international games at the beginning of September looked like the most unwelcome international yeah. sorry Marcus looked like the most <laughs> unwelcome international games ever and given how a lot of people these days feel about international football that is saying something. not everybody it's a Marcus slim is, majority Marcus no, I'm, I'm, Marcus your is, Marcus I'm your is, team Marcus's yeah. armrest is made of cake he's just crushed it with his <laughs> <laughs> look I hadn't thought about this Andy as if there's not been enough uh, you know disruption I haven't wanted to worry you Marcus I forgot that we might miss out on the Nations League just when I started to really 
That's absolutely gutting. But fundamentally, it's going to be a stinking Euro 2020. I know that for a fact. Everyone's going to be injured. Everyone's going to be exhausted. Mm. I just can't see how it's going to... Well, It's just going to be Cristiano Ronaldo, some (laughs) dust and a pile of bricks. Yeah, he'll be all right. Don't worry about that. Well, maybe Kane will be there because he would, of course, miss this summer, really, you would have thought. Mm. Let's look on the bright side. England have got a chance, ladies and gentlemen, as they always don't. Um, Back to Southampton and uh, away to Manchester United. Did you see Sir Alex Ferguson? Old Alex Fergie was in the crowd wearing a mask incorrectly. Well, how was he wearing it? He's not covered the nose. Bottom off? Oh, he's covered the the nose. You know that sort of, um, what was it, the World War II cartoon peering over the wall? Was it nosy? Yeah. Yeah, he looked a bit like that. I think his name was nosy, yeah. Yeah, that'll do. You know know the one. Um, Yeah, so Fergie, you know, we're we're concerned about that. Was Uh, he inhaling red wine uh, through through, through a nostril? Yeah, Because I find like walking, I I walk around with a coffee and I've got a mask on. I was like, ah, I've really fucked this, haven't I? Have you not got a little straw poking through the side? No, no. Uh huh. I can't. I can't. I have. I have massive amounts of truck with the uh, paper straw. Is having truck good or bad? I forget. If you if you've got no truck with something, it means you're not having it. You're not having it. I've got no truck with paper straws. I can't be bothered with them. So you you very much want the plastic straws? I want you hate turtles. I hate turtles. Yeah, okay. I've never owned a car. I want my pound of flesh say, world. You're going to say I've never owned a turtle. I've never built up a relationship. I've never even met a turtle. I've met I met the most famous turtle in the world. Now dead, Lonesome George. Oh right, really? Lonesome George, the last of the big uh, Galapagos. There's a reason ones. why you wanted to be fucking lots of. I bought him to death. Yeah, that was the reason. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Benfica eagle, is I it, pal? To... Oh, no. now you're talking. He's a lonesome eagle. He is now, now isn't he? Uh... All out of choice. Well, the, the eagle I met was the one who you... eventually got taken off to Lazio because his oh, he's, handler he's, he was, had he was a dispute. Ch- churching out, wasn't he? Yeah, he Lovely. had a dispute with Benfica. He wanted like all these licensing rights and stuff. What, the eagle? So, he, yeah. Eagle. So, so um, the guy who was, let's not beat around the bush, a 45-year-old in full Benfica kit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> him, him and the, the eagle went off to Lazio and now <laughs> Benfica... I'm off. I'm taking my eagle with me. Benfica employ a two eagle rotation system, which nice. is very modern football. Oh, You've yeah. got to have a d- look. You, so you, you have Vittoria and Glorioso. This nice. is wonderful. I love that Andy knows the names of the eagles. Fantastic. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, uh huh. Do Man United have like. You've got to have depth two, in your squad these days. Who's there? Do they have new devils? They have two, a couple of devils. A couple so. of devils, yeah. You, you'd hope so. I mean, it is awfully hot in those costumes. <laughs> a new devil is arriving. <laughs> So but he's at Lazio, this guy. Oh, blimey, interesting. I like that. Um, Peter, you were about to say something. Uh, I imagine if I was Alex Ferguson, I'd also be annoyed that in modern football, you have to have three forwards. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be one, maybe two, yeah. maybe one coming off the bench. Now you've got to have two sets of three. Yeah, it's, it is frustrating. <laughs> but I'd say something interesting when you say that. Anthony Martial is the first Manchester United player since Alwaza in 2008 to reach 50 Premier League goals. I'm surprised by that. You think of the forwards that they've had over mm. the years. Is that... a well, like, well, I think they're, they're certainly spreading them around, obviously, but Marshall, Rashford and Greenwood, they've got 56 goals between them this season. Mm. If Greenwood breaks 20 goals, it'll be the first time since the 60s they did that, which is okay. incredible. I mean, it's 20 goals for three individual yeah. players is crazy. Well, but... Yeah, because Solskjaer, he shipped off Lukaku. Yes. And and Martial, not your kind of conventional centre-forward. I don't know what conventional centre-forward is these days now that Michael Owen's retired. But uh, but but I don't know. What, what do you make of that most United well, front line? Because it looks quite think, exciting and dynamic. Yeah, it looks great. I, I think that they probably do need that bit of help because mm. you can't rely on three players to stay fit well, And a, and all, a different all option as well. Yeah, and a different option. Absolutely. But Martial has started to look like the kind of player that Manchester United invested all that money in in the, in, mm. in, in, in the mm. first place. When he's good, he's really, really good. And mm. there were definitely bits of that game. Southampton could not deal with him 
whatsoever. I think you could say the same about Marcus Rashford. I mean, the thing to love about Marcus Rashford is is the fact that even when he's not scoring, he, he does so much. But bringing in Mason Greenwood, mm-hmm. I, I guess we're going to get to the Oriol Romeo challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, Assault. It was yeah. Well, it was it was a it was a point that was actually made on on Twitter by Nuruddin Chowdhury, which I, I think was a very good one. Of all the things you could get upset about mm-hmm. with VAR, missing something like that has to be big. And I, I think Nuruddin made a really good point. And he said, basically, if you think of like you know, arguments over minute offsides and penalties. Mm-hmm. These are these are irritances mm-hmm. with, with irritants. Sorry, within the the, uh, the context of a game, like we, uh, with with a, a little bit of bad luck. Either way, you're looking at Greenwood being out for six months. Yeah, but with, you compare that, that. You compare that to um, who was sent off for Arsenal against Leicester? Inketia. Yeah, mm. you, you know that challenge. Now it was an Arsenal one. Inketia, I, I would say didn't mean that he was just a bit unlucky. Yeah, look, can we can we not go there because like like the the didn't mean it bit. This is totally <laughs> irrelevant to this conversation. No, no, no. Like, like, hear me out. Matt Letizia said that, didn't he? Actually, yeah, no, no, but if you, uh, about Oriol Romain. Not, not mean it. Hear me out on this because <laughs> Inketia, I don't think he meant it. I don't think this, that, and the other. Blah, 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 blah. And yet, look at what happened, and you understand the red card with Romeo, Whether he meant it or not, it was a nasty one for yeah. me, and the way he's kind of gone in and sort of. I don't think he's maybe meant it, but you know, as a player, if you if you move like that, you know that was more. He could see it coming, whereas in Ketty, I think it was just, he was unlucky. Do you think because the Romeo challenge was so relatively slow, mm. like that, almost like it, if if it had been harder and faster impact, mm. uh-huh. if it had been more intense. Do you reckon like they would have changed their minds? I think if it was raining, they probably would have changed their minds. Because <laughs> yeah. the it would have been crucial. like, oh, you, you, you can't go in like that if it's raining. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it was, yeah. It also, it's, it's difficult to try and work it out, it isn't is, it? It is. But it's a shame that uh, Oriel uh, Romeo is, is, you know, in the in the news, if you like, or the sports football news, certainly because of that. Because he's had a great season, actually. Mm. He's been yeah. He's been playing very well. He's vital to that Southampton side, you know, real sort of heartbeat of that um, midfield in terms of the or the engine room, as we, as we like to say. I mean, you rate him man. you know, he's, he's, he's having a good time. Yeah, he is. And um, I think people thought he would progress a lot more quickly. And I, I guess it sort of ties in with what we're saying about Martial. I think we have unreasonable expectations of, of players sometimes and we overlook the fact that they develop a, a, a rapidly different rates. And that's the case with Romeo as well. It is, yeah. It was a good point for Southampton nonetheless. And it's blown that third and fourth place. No, that's usually a crap affair, isn't it? A third and fourth place, mate. <laughs> that third and fourth Champions League spot race uh, uh, more open well, um, than what it was. Well, Man United uh, could be playing, uh, is it Bashak Shahir? Yes. Uh, in the next round. And, and what happened to them last night, Andy? That, that sounded very exciting. Uh, they could have won the league for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. If they'd have won at Konyaspor, who are in the relegation zone. I'm, I'm guessing they didn't. <laughs> And um, Trabs on Spore, who's second, had lost at Denizli Spore. Now, Trabs on Spore went 1-0 up and did lose at Denizli Spore, whereas Bajik Shahir were losing 3-1 at halftime at Konya Spore, mm. came back to 3-3, great Denver bar header mm. in, in, in that little lot, and um, then ended up losing 4-3. I mean, yeah. it does mean they're still very likely to win the league for the first time ever, four points clear with two games to go, but... Um, well, it, it never goes in a straight line no. in the Turkish Super League. <laughs> when it, and, it, and this story doesn't go in a straight line, because you might think to yourself, oh, isn't that amazing, you know, break it up, the kind of dominance of the Galatasaray mm. and this, that and the other. But when you find out that, uh, that Erdogan's, uh, or, or, or they're backed by him or something like that? Uh, by, um, by supporters and friends of his. Yes, okay. The, the fairy tale 
becomes more just a tale. We've all got friends. We've all, we've, <laughs> we've all got friends, Marcus. What have you got against friends, <laughs> however well off they might be? This sounds very much like I'm watching the Lance Armstrong documentary at the moment. It sounds yeah. very much like, look, just because I'm mates with George W. Bush, it doesn't mean we share the same politics. <laughs> Once again, I would love to go back to a time where we thought he was the worst thing mm. um, that could happen. Um, Robinho plays for... Oh, the look on his face after the fourth goal. Yeah, that's what you want. It's not what you want. Um, Gentlemen, I'd like to go to Serie A, if I may. I promised the listeners at the start. Um, And Inter, uh, they they beat Torino last night 3-1. Terrible error from Handanovic for Belotti's goal for Torino. I mean, it was was just almost like... Um, I hear it's a big birthday today. Why don't you have a gift? <laughs> it was like the shocking goal. Sort of say if you're doing training, and it's like, oh, oh shit, game, get one again. Yeah, that sorry about that. Uh. I thought we were practicing. I thought I thought the cameras hadn't rolled. I thought we were off air. You don't know. get this close to me. <laughs> but Lottie was just like, all right, yeah. Does, like that, that. does that count? Can I have that? <laughs> right. But Handanovic is one of the very best goalkeepers. I know. In Serie a. It's totally know. inexplicable. Totally yeah. inexplicable. But so much about Inter is totally inexplicable yeah. some of the, some of the points they've dropped since coming back mm-hmm. as as well i mean it should be a title race it's not really well, a title so, race it's so their frustrating main, their main opposition at the moment is gdpr them because did you see they <laughs> uh, they sent out an email to the to the whole group of uh, transfer targets they they wanted to buy oh no i didn't see um, this they, they, they got chinese ownership haven't they yes um, they, uh-huh. they, they 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 sent an email to the the, the chinese uh, the chinese company that owns them these are our transfer targets mm-hmm. we're talking like uh, yan vertonghen vidal uh, people like that. Um, and, and so it's out in the open that this letter oh. has been published. This email got sent to the whole company, obviously got leaked. Yeah. And uh, and that's going to put a few more million on the, on the price of anyone oh, they, dear, they, they oh, go dear. for. In the on, end. on a plus side, Pete, uh, those first couple of lines there. This is really going to surprise you, but Antonio Conte is interested in a load of old boys yeah. who yeah. played in the Premier League. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. I thought, I thought when you first started saying you meant that they'd emailed the players. By the way, just <laughs> little heads up, up. We are going to come We're in for, go you. for you. <laughs> <laughs> so get your oh. get your wage uh, demands in quickly and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, but Ashley Young, the aforementioned Ashley Young, scored a Good nice hit. little volley, nice mm. little vol to equalise. Always pleasing. To he see. is he is on fire at the moment. He's playing so so well. Of course, mm. they've extended his contract to cover next season mm. as well. He just he's, goes on and on. He's been magnificent for them, and the fact that they are really committing to this mm-hmm. three at the back next season. Of course, they've got Ashraf Hakimi who's going to be there. Um, right wing back as well. Mm. Lovely little pair that, isn't it? Mm. I tell you what, Ashley Young, in his, in, in, in when he when he turns thirty, or well, I can't remember when he was properly converted into a sort of a wing back, if you like. But what is he, 34, 35? and he's playing wing back? Okay, Serie A's a little bit slow, but I love that the fact that he, <laughs> people slow down. He's speeding up, Andy. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty impressive. But of yeah. course, he was involved in the the second goal as well. He chipped the free kick for Alexis Sanchez to head it across the goal, mm-hmm. and it was put in by uh, Diego Godin, um, who probably <laughs> won't be there next season. But Alexis Sanchez is an interesting question yeah. because, of course, because of his injury, because of the pause in the season. I mean, James Horncastle wrote an interesting thing about mm-hmm. this um, at the weekend. You know, what will they they do with Sanchez? Have they really seen enough? Yeah. to take him on for next season. Well. I think they would want to take him on. He is definitely one of those players that, well, obviously Manchester United desperately don't want him back. We'll come on to, I suspect, Gareth Bale in a bit, but there are definitely, he's in that zone of players like Gareth Bale, mm-hmm. where in this environment, clubs are going to, big clubs are going to have to pay those players to sod off. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, we're going back to Leeds and Robbie Fowler sort of business. Oh, now you talking. What did, what did you think of almost all the Torino attackers starting, running back to their own goal when Simone Verdi took the corner? 
for, for one of the, the intergal. Like, that was an interesting strategy. You know, sort of some sort of weird zonal tidal. It's like you've shift. pressed the wrong button on FIFA. <laughs> you know, where, where are they going? <laughs> this is scripting. <laughs> oh, that was very interesting. But yeah, it's, since the restart, they've only won four out of their eight matches, which of course has um, blown the title race, really, yeah. uh, for, for they've, us. They've solved the Lukaku um, digestive problem. Do you think? He's lost a load of weight. Oh, he had a, yeah. apparently he's got a, he got a misbehaving digestive system. Oh, but nobody, like nobody at Man, Man United. Well, exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. My problem is it, it refuses to turn Carver to muscle. But I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 and I eat too much fried food. But yeah, Lukaku uh-huh. is great at the moment. He's he's shifted a lot of weight. He has. He's looking. He's looking beautiful. Uh, Lazio have only won two of their six matches since the restart. And, they, and the, so they're both. Do, do you know they got they got a bit of a telling off at the training ground yesterday? Oh, so they should. Got a golden boy, Simone Inzaghi, yeah. and um, all, all the rest. The owner Claudio Latito turned up <laughs> to the training ground and demanded explanations. I believe the expression is. <laughs> well, it's been such a shame. The Jimmy Bollardesque was a waggy finger. Yeah. Kind of. But the thing is, it should have been a short discussion. It should have been. Well, look, if we had a squad to speak of, mm. this wouldn't be happening. And it's disappointing. Some of the some of the points they've dropped against some of the teams. It is a shame. They've, they've looked exhausted they these, these, these last couple of weeks, and that's been the problem. But in, but in the name of a title race in Serie A, <laughs> that's been, it's been, for us neutrals who don't want Juventus to just keep on dominating and dominating, it's, it's a shame. And they're, they're both six points behind Juve, which is despite Juventus themselves losing to Milan and dropping points to Atalanta recently. I don't, I don't think it is six points. I think it's eight points. I'm, it's, pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it's eight points. I know, yeah, you might be right there. So, yeah, so, so it's even worse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, yeah, right you are. Um, so not even my lies could make it uh, <laughs> hey, uh, better look, I gave us the... I Into gave press us, office. Yeah. I gave them the... Uh, the, 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 the I, I ponied up and said, Atalanta are free scoring. They're yeah. not going to get all three points. And I just... Enjoyable. Enjoyable. Oh, they, they, they're, they're an absolute um, delight to watch Atalanta. Uh, but, but we've got more of them to come, of course, in the Champions League. Mm, that's, uh, good. that's next month. So we don't want to uh, uh, talk about that just at the moment. Right, everybody. Peter is back with another mystery noise. Oh, it's Pete's mystery voice. Uh, you hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the jingle. Um, uh, yeah, I've got a mystery voice. I've got a mystery noise. Voice or noise? I mean, noise. Okay. David, it could be anything. David noise. Could be voice, could be noise. You guys have got to guess who it is and why they're making that noise. Uh, we're going to have the result at the end of the uh, show, so a really cynical way of retaining show listens. Uh, so don't turn away if you really want to know what this sound uh, has come from. Um, right. Are you ready, guys? Oh, yeah. Ready. Right. <laughs> <laughs> can we have that again? Yes, you can. Do we have to guess now? Or no, we you can guess at, at the, the end, end. At the end of the show. And I'll give you a reminder. This is your final play for now, though, as we head into an ad break. Blimey. <laughs> Blimey. Blimey, oh, Blimey. Blimey. I'll tell you something. The noises ain't what they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. What a way. What a way to end a fantastic half, I think you'll agree. After we got... There it is again. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you didn't think it was that good. Um, uh, in the second half, we're going to talk about uh, Adiak and Fenwa and La Liga. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. As promised, we're going to go to the League One playoff final. Yay! Oxford United won. Wickham Wanderers 2. Wickham Wanderers are promoted to the second tier of English football for the first time in their 133-year history. It's, it's just, it's like the, it's, I call this the immigratory broken promise derby. Um, people <laughs> who move to England yeah. 
think they're going to be the, in the city of dreaming spires, mm. Mesopotamia, all those beautiful kind of like uh, canals and beautiful. They end up in High Wycombe. They end up in Wickham. <laughs> you end up, you, you're thinking, about, I'm gonna, I've got this really romantic idea of what Britain's like. It's going to be punting down mm-hmm. the Cam or yeah. not the Cam in Oxford, whatever their river is. And and you end up in Wickham. So I always think, I saw these two teams, I was like, mm. I want Wickham to win. We did a live show in uh, Wickham, didn't we? We did. It was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't yeah, we did, yeah. Kept those views to yourself, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Which is good because you don't want to piss off an audience. <laughs> no, exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> We're safe now. We'll never do another live show again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness, uh, Andy, uh, former Crazy Gang singer of uh, or, and current singer of um, Cold Blooded Hearts, uh, Gareth Ainsworth. Um, his lucky red cowboy boots worked a treat, didn't they? Mm. Yes, he's looking more rock in his advancing years, isn't mm. he? I mean, he's he's making a, a definite sort of lurch for the. For the Rock Hall of Fame, mm. but um, <laughs> uh, what, what an incredible job he's done! Oh because really, they were just they were they were so close to, you know, they they were, they were just scrabbling around at the bottom of League One. Well, that's Yeah, that's right. Obviously, there has been the change in ownership halfway through this season. But I think you look at the individual players. Look at someone like Darius Charles, for example, who was told to retire from the game <clears> if you go back what a year and a half or so. Mm. And through this incredible regime, has has, has managed to um, not just continue playing, but continue playing and, and, and be a really vital player for them. Um, it's, it's really impressive. But I think the way he's managed various characters as well, mm. Gareth Ainsworth, he's able to connect with players in a way that I think few people are. That definitely comes across. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you look at the way he's got. He encourages players to go and make something of themselves outside the game. He has an understanding. I mean, he had a lot of injuries in his career. Funnily enough, he was really popular at Wimbledon, despite the fact he played about 30 games in five years, and they paid Port Vale what was quite a lot of money at the time for him, but he he remained popular. But if you look at, you know, he's um, got Marcus Bean, he's allowed to go off um, Mm -hmm. a day a week and has gone podcasting. Akin Fenwell, we know all about his outside interest. And I think that's probably why, I think Akin Fenwell's been there four years now. That's probably why that relationship has endured because he treats his players like adults and he gets buy-in from not holding them too close. Mm -hmm. If if, if you see what I mean, I, I think that's a really, really interesting way of like, you know, managing players like adults is not something that's, really seen as the done thing well certainly in the past it's not, not seen as the done thing is it yeah um joe jacobson coolly tucked away um the winner from the penalty spot <laughs> because of the, the you know no crowd being there and so on which is always quite eerie at wembley mm. i think club stadiums we sort of maybe get used to it when it happens at wembley but you can hear a wickham player shouting and on the pylon oh it's in different class and <laughs> 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 you know what that's one of the most enjoyable things actually with no fans there the celebrations are still as passionate and the same. And I know that sounds a slightly weird thing to say. Well, but... I, I think I think in the Man United huddle when they were playing earlier, that I saw like a couple of players look to the cameras as if to go, "Is this how long we got to do it for?" Because yeah, like, there's yeah. no, you know, nobody celebrating, nobody shouting. Yeah. But I think it, it was a cacophony in in the final ten. People were just going like screaming <laughs> uh, inside the final ten. So I, I'm so I'm so pleased for, for for that team. Now I think you said at the end, I said they had like nine players. 
Um, going into the season, the three of them were trialists. Mm. Like, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. It sucks if you're Daniel Farker, though. I mean, uh, you know, bad enough getting relegated at the weekend. He's like, oh, shit, we're playing Wickham in the league next season. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's definitely one of those come-down fixtures. Yeah. I think when you get relegated from the Premier League, you definitely look at those those come-down fixtures. Yeah, Barnsley's always the one, isn't yeah. it, really? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes Brentford. I don't know. I think, I think uh, not at the moment. Um, yeah. I think Daniel Farker, though, would he not share... Um, musical tips with um, Gareth Ainsworth I could see them getting together yeah getting a band or something you know, the, the warm blooded hearts perhaps well I, I, I don't know I could, I could see Farker as the Bez to be <laughs> honest <laughs> or the bouncer I tell you well the managers currently in the championship although might be in the Premier League next season um, Slavin Bilic of course played in that band Rawbo they were called, called Robert, the, yeah. I think wasn't Ro- it? Oh, Robert, was it I think was it was it yeah Robert, I think I think I was obsessed with the name for quite a while oh okay very well, little I, I, yeah. video evidence that's right Lauren Robert was the <laughs> name of the group um, left wing <laughs> yeah. the lyrical content yeah. certainly um, I heard from somebody uh, quite recently that when Billich was West Ham manager they went on a pre-season tour to Seattle and played a bit there. And it was because Billich wanted to go there because he loved the Seattle sound from like the late 80s and nice. early 90s. Really? Apparently so. Yeah, that's, apparently he's a lovely man, Billich. Very charming, very warm. He loves his music and particularly that era of music. And that's the reason. That's I had that from reasonably good authority. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a whole boutique hotel in Seattle that's, that's totally grunge-themed, isn't it? Isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. It? So I would, I would, everything I would Cobain would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Someone buying his cardigan for hundred grand. Oh, brilliant! Uh-huh. <laughs> just, just as well. I'm not a manager. Where are we going for preseason? Manchester boys. Come on. <laughs> well, we, we have to talk about Akin Fenwa's mm, post-match we interview. Do. Though. We do. Well, Andrew, before fantastic. we do, we got an email here from Laurie Illingworth who says, "Greetings, Ramble team. I've often envisaged that my first email to the Football Ramble would be long-winded and sophisticated." However, I'll keep it short. Congratulations to Wickham Wanderers on their promotion to the Championship and to Adebayo Akinfenwa for producing the greatest post-match interview of all time. That's from Laurie, a long-suffering Derby County fan. Um, but yeah, Akin Fenway, you, you just couldn't begrudge that kind of joy. I, I, that's the, I think on this podcast I've said before, I don't. Um, mm. I, I've kind of had issues with Akin Fenway's kind of popularity because I think that body shows disrespect to his teammates. His teammates are, mm. uh, work really hard. I don't think that's all muscle. I don't, but he, but <laughs> we'll in, even in, even face, in yesterday's mate. even in yesterday's match even in yesterday's match like yeah. he came off for twenty minutes he ambled around he was awful um, <laughs> defenders were managing to out muscle him this is definitely then, the narrative isn't it and then it? at the final whistle it's all about him turns me off a bit but then you look at his figures yeah. you know he, he's probably not on a lot of money everyone who's coming to contact him absolutely loves him. Uh, do I want to be Graham Sooners or Marcus Speller? I want to be Marcus Speller. Thank you, sir. I want to be happy with my life. Well, so he's made the most of his talents. He's he's gotten a double figures once again this season mm. uh, on, on not not a, a huge amount of money. He's performed a, a, an excellent level all throughout his career, and he's and he's carved out a bit of a niche for himself. So, yeah. what's my fucking problem? Well, P- P- what's Peter, my problem? He has turned. A, a, Is it because he's a bit overweight? I think that he has turned a 133 year old piece of history into himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's probably uh, what can, you're talking about. Can, there. can I just say for for those who do <laughs> doubt, it's all muscle. No, it's Marcus and I have both had a hug off him. It's definitely muscle. Yeah. I, I, can, I can still feel it. And that was five years ago. I know what you mean, Peter. It's not... Uh... There is a... That is, <laughs> I've said it all the way through his career. I'm good on him. Yeah. It's not all muscle. It's not all muscle. Well, if you listen to Addy, come round here. Come round here, throw me through a fucking so, window. So when come the on. lockdown's finished, <laughs> Pete can cop a feel. Squeeze me. Pete can cop a feel. When you're not tensing... So, so come and get me, please. It is. It really yeah. is. Uh, gutting for Oxford United, though. 
more possession, more shots. Yeah. Uh, Look, in, Sam Allardyce's yeah. grandson might get his game now. So yeah, it's so, fine. Well, so there's always a <laughs> there's always a there's always a bigger picture there. Um, uh, 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 of course, uh, we're ready to move on to to La Liga, gentlemen. Oh, I tell you what, Madrid hearts were in mouths. The Royal, the Royal Madrid kind, of course. A hard fought but vital win for Los Blancos. They are one win away from a 34th league title win. Mm. Um, they did ride their luck a bit at the end of that game away to Granada and Courtois was given man of the match, which uh, sort of tells its own story, uh, I suppose, Andy. But oh, Zidane was relieved, wasn't he? <laughs> it was, i tell you what it was. It was Chelsea away to Blackburn Rovers, 0 4 1-0, Robin, I think, scored a goal, checks out the penalty. Mm. And at the final whistle, Mourinho, when he's fist pumping, that low fist pump, I, it I was that made, sort of relief. He made this noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a great win. And uh, Zidane, you know, what a return if, if they can get this over the line. Zidane was expressive. I think that's the story, yes, isn't it? Because yes. M- Mourinho, you always expect that yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah, from yeah. him. But Zidane applauded one of the goals. Yeah. He smiled when they got a free kick yeah, near the all, end. It's always pleasing to win a free I'm, kick. I mean, but, but, but that's extraordinary. You, no. d- you don't normally get that degree of expression from him, <laughs> do you? And um, Real Madrid were really, really good in, in, in the first half. Um, the, the goal by Ferland Mendy was, was, was brilliant. Mm. And um, Karen Benzema getting involved again. He's you know, been one of the, the best players. Some would argue the best player. Mm-hmm. Certainly the most influential player in La Liga this season. Often overlooked Benzema. Yeah, abs- absolutely. You love it. Who do you prefer, Benzema or Memphis Depay? Oh, Benzema. All right, Benzema or... Um, uh, Benzema's more likely to play for Leon in... like. The season after next. Benzema or Car- I'm not saying it's likely. I'm just saying it's more likely. <laughs> My final one, Benzema or Charisma. I knew I'd get him on that. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're a naughty little man. <laughs> naughty little man. <laughs> what a lovely little man. Um, yeah, go on. Sorry. So Benzema, yeah, he's, he's been crucial. But they won this game without needing a, a Sergio Ramos penalty, <laughs> which is <laughs> the story for me. That's that's very important. He did his best to uh, bait Granada in the in the closing stages. Oh, yeah. oh he played his part. Don't worry about that. He the ramps up down. towards the end of the season, doesn't he? Once yeah. the European competitions start to yeah, heat yeah, up, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to be yeah. primo shithouse. Yeah, we're talking about people who go on and on. I mean, Ramos will be doing this when he's 39. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he will. I, that's the thing, the extraordinary thing, mm. especially as, like, I guess, like as time goes on, people will pick less holes in his defending because mm. he's, he's getting older. And maybe they're at one with the fact that he's not the perfect defender. He's, he's something different to that. He's something more than that. Mm. But that, that second half, they were really under the cosh. Mm. I mean, Granada have played very, very well recently. Theoretically, they could still get to Europe a point would have been very very helpful for them as they try and make it to the Europa yeah, League yeah, yeah. Only, only promoted this season um, and you know they're, they're, they're brilliantly coached um, but th- that's the sort of win you really need to, to, to get over the line in La Liga and again it's the sort of win that on the whole you don't really see Barcelona getting. You go back a couple of weeks and see yeah. when when um, Real Madrid really had to grind out a one nil at Espanyol. Again, these are the wins mm-hmm. that you really don't see them getting. And if you go back, and I, I was saying this to someone the other day, go back to Zinedine Zidane winning the Champions League in his first spell for the first time in 2016, mm-hmm. when they out Atletico Madrid, Atletico Madrid in the final. Yeah, and actually that was that was the one Pete was at. San that Zero. is oh really that, that that is that is their thing. That was the one but, at the San Siro. Yeah, because yes, Carlo was. Ancelotti was in charge. Of it. Yes, but, yeah. But like you know, people will always say Zidane Madrid is beauty. 
It's not beauty. Oh, no. And it's it's not about that at all. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think when, of course, a lot of Manchester City fans celebrating after mm-hmm. they're, they're n- no longer banned from the, the, the Champions League for next season, and, and fair enough. But I think when it comes back to this season's Champions League, mm. I realise they've got a very advantageous result from the first leg. Do not count Real Madrid out of this. No. They do not concede goals at the moment, Don't really. Them off. I mean, they've got a better defence than Atletico this season, yeah. which is really saying if, something. It's so is. rare. And as you say, Courtois has been absolutely knocking it out of the park yeah. all season. And, um, if, and if Mendy's finishing from that kind of <laughs> position, it's almost like... You need to pass that. Yeah. I don't care if you've scored. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah, to pass yeah. that because that was ridiculous. Yeah, you've been watching too much Roberto Carlos, my son. <laughs> if he yeah. didn't play for Real Madrid, someone would be saying he's trying to pass that. Yeah. Oh, do you? Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> True enough. Um, uh, uh, Peter, who's got the ire of uh, uh, football fans in Spain more? Is it the ruling that Manchester City <laughs> got in their favour or is it Gareth Bale? Come on. I, look, I, I, I just think if you're a Man City fan, yeah. and I've cut a bit of said this on Twitter, yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> Everyone is angry with you. Man United was lost. Imagine yeah. if they won the. Well, they drew. They drew. Sorry, sorry. Felt United like a loss. Yeah, felt like a loss. Um, <laughs> can you imagine how good they feel today? Yeah. <laughs> Man City fans. Javier uh, Tebas. He, he's very. He's to be fair. He's been banging this drum for a very, very long time mm-hmm. uh, about state-owned uh, clubs. Um, certainly, Manchester City's um, sort of section. He has opened a league of offices in China and Singapore and South Africa. Yeah. Uh, Let it so. Be and he's a support of Vox, the racist man's thinking party. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I reckon there's something else going on maybe a little bit, but I'm not going to say anything because he is very well off. He looks a bit like, he looks a bit like, uh, he looks a bit like Martin Yoll. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, but Martin Yoll. Yeah, Martin Yoll. Yeah, but, in, but there's, there's something distinctly missing. Martin Yoll looks very friendly, avuncular type of guy. Right. I don't think Tebas, especially well, what you just reeled off there. What about, well, wasn't Martin Yoll's brother? He's got two brothers, Dick and Cock, hasn't he? Hilariously, Martin Yoll. <laughs> no, uh, he doesn't. Uh, well, he has, honestly. No, he One of them's a referee. One of them is a footballer. True, true. Yeah. Dick and Cock. Oh, yeah. and his cousin's Brian Penis. <laughs> <laughs> Get out, Marcus. <laughs> Get out. Dick and cock, yeah. Cock y'all. So maybe it's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> cock y'all. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, enough of that. Martin can't, be- uh, Martin? Martin can't believe it, and he's Marcus. Yeah, exactly. Work. There's a lot of... <laughs> Where are we? Real Madrid. <laughs> they have fifth place uh, Villarreal at home and then 18th placed Leganes, um, uh, who could already be relegated by then. Mm. So you've got... I mean, they're in pole position, aren't they? You look at that. Whereas Barcelona, they've got 11th placed Osasuna and then 17th placed Alavej. Uh, but I feel that it's going to Real Madrid, uh, the league. Uh, before we move on uh, from uh, La Liga, Andy, what about the uh, the no-look penalty uh, Luis Ocampos did in Sevilla's win over uh, Mallorca, Real Mallorca on Sunday night? It wasn't just a no-look penalty. Yeah. He had a check-me-out <laughs> look on his face as he put it away. Uh-huh. It's very, very impressive indeed. Now watch but... this drive. Now watch this drive. <laughs> <laughs> Was it more attention grabbing than Gareth Bale's gestures on the on the touchline? Well, on the I bench? just wonder what's next for Bale. Whether it's like balloon animals or, 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 or <laughs> yeah, something in the stand. He's was... not far off that. He's got to have a Rubik's cube it? at least, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, would... poi, fire poi. What is what is the well? Actually, let's go back briefly. Then mention sort of Man City. What is the view then in Spain at the moment? We know Tebas is very, very angry, Andy, with with Manchester City. With everything, with everything, yeah. well, as Pete says, he's you know a the questionable sa- individual. Oh, no, I don't think he's a questionable individual. I just sort of you know I think he was very angry about the Spanish Super Cup when they did that in uh, Saudi uh-huh. Arabia. So yeah, you know, he's had a long-standing mm-hmm. problem with that part of the world. Yeah. But you could say, I mean, Barcelona. If my memory, I am anti-Newcastle well. takeover. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> you've made that very clear. Um, 
Barcelona have perhaps had fortuitous uh, punishments, if, if you like, in the past with this sort of stuff. What's the? I mean, what's the what's the vibe in Spain over Manchester City? Well, th- this is this is different, of of course, mm. isn't it? We're talking p- particularly about financial fair play, but yeah. th- th- this is something, and it's it's not just Manchester City; it's Paris Saint Germain as well. This mm-hmm. is uh, a drum that Tebas has has consistently banged, mm-hmm. and he will carry on banging it way past the point when when no one else is listening. I, I think mm-hmm. um, we know where he stands on this, um, but I, th- I think it's it's interesting because for for a a lot of clubs, this idea of you know, we we think of it as just um, it affecting the top clubs and it being old money versus new money. I don't think it is just that because I think the the way the the football world, the world, the way the world in general is going to recalibrate itself after COVID nineteen. There's been a lot of talk in Germany, particularly, and Germany, of course, has has, has been a leader in bringing back football. Mm. And now they're being a leader in thinking how is football going to be different going forward. And there's a lot of pressure from the fans there to say football should be more ethical, more sustainable. It shouldn't be about spending buckets of money. And obviously, German football fans feel like that. A lot of players in Germany feel like that as as well. And I think it was the, the chairman of Augsburg said, we have to decide from now on whether we want football to be competitive sport again or whether we want it to be the entertainment industry. So I think when you look at other European countries, it's easy to pick out Tebas and he's consistently angry about mm. this issue. We know how he feels about it. But I think in terms of Manchester City and, and what they're able to do, and we realise they're not going out and buying 100 million euro players or, or whatever, and mm-hmm. I suspect that will be the case going forward as well. But in terms of the way people think football in general should go, I, th- I think there's maybe a little bit of concern. Yeah, mm. a little bit of concern. There we are. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the big sound reveal from Pete Donaldson. The big sound reveal. It's my mystery sound. Uh, before the break, you heard this noise. And we all enjoyed it, and that's fair to say. Gentlemen, any ideas? I'm going to start with you, Andy. It sounds like Jim. <laughs> this is someone involved in football, let's say, a uh, little do, bit higher than Jim's level, let's do, say. Do we have and to, I don't like to be cruel. Can we say the kind of... Um, do we have to get the person right? Is it? Is this... um, it's not important to get the person right, but it give us the like the context and where context it's been... and where it happened. Yeah, is it a commentator? Mm-hmm. To... And is he about to say Raul? Or like Raul's just scored. Is he Raul? Is that what it is? No. Ah, oh. are you? Are you? I fear I've used too much logic. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, it's this sound. Long we out. Raul, what are you doing? What are you doing? That sounds like an English actor trying to do a Scottish accent. <laughs> my, my next guess actually was going to be Ever Benega running his car over his own foot <laughs> in tribute to Sevilla qualifying for the Champions League. Yeah. And I was going to say, oh, Donny, how did you know? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was it's Brian M- Harvey McFadden's goal uh, yeah. from about forty yards against France. One of the best Scottish goals ever yeah. scored. I think it's it was a beauty. Although mm. the keeper might be slightly was it Hugo Lloris in goal? Maybe could have been. I can't remember now, but uh, yeah, the goal he might have been touched disappointed. But mm. lovely. Didn't, didn't Scottish that. supporters reproduce the the Le Keep headline for, uh, for a t shirt? <laughs> nice. Which Le, was Le Douche Ah, <laughs> ah, very good lovely. indeed. Which means 
Uh, the, shower the shower is cold. Up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like the hearts, of course, those cold-blooded hearts, Gareth Ainsworth. Uh, heads up. Well, well, there we are. I hope you got the uh, the the mystery sound. Uh, if mm. you did, then um, an awful lot of money is coming your way. <laughs> 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 You've just got to find it. Uh, it's a big yeah. old treasure hunt. Um, uh, oh, tonight, Chelsea versus Norwich. Um, so that should be a home win, uh, of course. But on tomorrow's show, ladies and gentlemen, better news. Uh, Kate Vish and Luke are going to be in your ears chatting about football and other things. So there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to The Football Ramp. It's been an absolute pleasure. Say goodbye, Andy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peter. Get in the orange Mustang. And it's goodbye from me. This was a Stakhanov production.